Welcome to the Pets Who Thrive podcast, where we cover all areas of natural animal health and challenge what we've been conditioned to think regarding how to raise and keep a healthy pet. My name is Tammy. I'm an entrepreneur and a certified animal naturopath with a passion for animals and empowering other pet owners with tools for creating the healthiest version of your amazing pets. Let's dive in. Hello, I am so glad you're joining me today. Today, we're going to be diving into some critical information related to pet obesity. Unfortunately, pet obesity has become an epidemic. So today, we're going to take a look at the facts along with what we can do to help our pets get slim and trim and live the healthiest life possible. So few important facts about pet obesity. According to the Association for Pet Obesity Prevention, which is APOP, 2018 clinical survey, 55.8% of adult dogs and 59.5% of cats in the U.S. are obese or overweight and have a body condition score of 6 to 7 or have obesity, between, which is between 8 and 9. And body condition score, the abbreviation is BCS. You're going to hear me talk a little bit about that throughout the podcast. The number score is given to a pet that is underweight, overweight, or just right. An estimated 50 million dogs and 56 million cats are overweight or have obesity. Again, this is the 2018-19 pet population projections provided by the American Pet Products Association. 22% of dog owners and 15% of cat owners said their pet's weight was normal when it was actually overweight or obese. The fat pet gap is the normalization of obesity by pet owners. So, for example, many of us see a chunky dog and we think, oh, he's all really, he's really healthy. Um, When in reality, um, that can lead to so many other problems. So cats who are 10 to 20% over their ideal body weight are considered overweight Cats 20% over their ideal weight are considered obese. If your pet is overweight or obese, it can cause some of the following health issues. Chronic inflammation, kidney dysfunction, respiratory disorders, metabolic disorders like diabetes and high blood pressure, certain cancers, orthopedic issues like arthritis, skin disorders, reduced life expectancy, and diminished quality of life. And in fact, according to the Purina Lifespan Study, obesity takes almost two years off of a dog's life. So why are so many of our pets overweight? How did we get here? First of all, we need to look at overfeeding. When you look at the feeding guide on a package of your uh, pet's food, a lot of people don't realize there's a lot of gray area in there. So there are so many factors that go into it. Um, For one, the age of your pet. Is your pet a puppy, a kitten, an adult, or a senior? All these different life stages require very different caloric requirements. Uh, Number two, is your pet spayed? Is it neutered or is it intact? Um, Pets that are spayed and neutered require less calories than those that are intact. How active is your pet? Many times there are a few different categories of activity on the feeding guide. So, for example, you might have um, overweight, you might have um, active or just regular adult. 
A lot of people don't realize that most dogs fit into the less active or just regular adult. And active typically refers to a dog that runs a few miles per day, yet it's really not clearly defined. So a lot of people don't realize that. Do you feed treats or table scraps in addition to their daily portion of food? Are you counting these extra calories in and taking away a portion of their food to make up the difference? Are you using an actual measuring cup or a scale? Or are you using the scoop out of the good old plastic souvenir cup and eyeballing the serving? And many times um, whenever a customer comes in and they are concerned about, you know, their pet being overweight, I might ask them, so are you using a measuring cup? And they're like, well, I just use a scoop. And I give them a big, you know, scoop. Well, there's a lot of a lot of foods that are super calorie dense. And if you don't physically measure it out, um, it can make a huge difference. Does your dog have any underlying health issues? Like, for example, low thyroid, that can also affect um, how well a dog loses weight. So again, there's so many factors to consider regarding how many calories and also macros our dogs need in, in either to lose or maintain their weight. So how do we help our pets achieve an ideal weight and stay there? First, by understanding that weight loss is comprised of portion control, exercise, and diet composition is a good starting point. So let's take a look at a closer look at some of these areas. So start by feeding your pet to the weight that they need to weigh. Um, again, many clients come in and they're wondering why their dog isn't losing weight. And so whenever I go and dig a little deeper, what we find is that they're feeding them to the weight that they currently are, not realizing that when you feed to that weight that they currently are, you're going to continue to re- to get that um, that weight. So we need to look at the weight that we want them to be or they need to be and start dialing it back and maybe starting a little slower on, for example, let's say your dog is 70 pounds and you want them to get to 50. Well, maybe instead of feeding them like a 50 pound dog, you start at 60 or even 65 and you slowly start to dial that down. Use a measuring cup or a scale to ensure that you're providing the appropriate serving. If you are feeding your pet snacks or table scraps, lower the amount of food you're giving them. Those extra calories do add up quickly. And so a lot of dogs, especially puppies and even adult dogs that you might be training or, you know, doing some extra activities, or you do like to give them extra treats and even like chews that are calorie dense. A lot of people don't think about, you know, I need to look at those calories and subtract that from what I'm giving them for their food. Um, So basically what it is, it becomes their regular feeding for the day, plus maybe an extra 200 calories or 500 calories, depending on what you give them. Again, all of those things add up. So we just need to be mindful that we're considering the entire picture. Feed a carnivore-appropriate diet when possible. So the goal here is to feed as much of a fresh, balanced, frozen, or freeze-dried raw diet as your budget will allow. Not only is this the best way to manage weight, but you're also providing them with the pinnacle of nutrition. The heavy starch-laden food that many pets eat are wreaking havoc on their bodies in many ways, including weight gain. Heavy starch equates to weight gain. If you aren't able to feed 100% of their diet from fresh raw food, maybe start with 50%. And then 50% of their diet will actually make such a difference in their health. 
And research shows that there are tremendous positive health benefits when only 20% of their diet is comprised of fresh raw food. When dry kibble can be reduced or lowered as a percentage of their diet, nutrition along with weight will be better. Be sure to make the appropriate percentage adjustments to the amount of food you're feeding. For example, when 20% of their diet comes from fresh raw food, dial back the dry food to 80% of the recommended serving. Another one, let's take up the all-day buffet. Free feeding leads to obesity and depletes our pets of vital enzymes. Every time your pet walks over to their bowl to eat a little bit of kibble, their body must produce enzymes to digest the food, which places a big strain on all of their organs. Enzymes are important for every bodily function, and when they're depleted, their health suffers. If your dog or cat has an injury and requires limitations in physical activity or crate rest, be sure to dial down the amount of food that you're feeding to account for the lack of exercise. So in that case, you may want to go to the less active um, on the feeding chart. Speaking of exercise, our pets need exercise as much as we do. Starting a walking routine can be a great way to start. Dogs love to get out and sniff everything in their environment. Not only is it good for their waistline, it offers great mental stimulation. Throw a ball or their favorite toy to get them moving. Even playing tug can expend a good number of calories, and many dogs love to play tug. Always be mindful of the outdoor temperature, especially in the summer months, and offer water frequently during play and walks. So another question that comes up often is, how many calories does my dog or cat need? So each pet has individual nutritional needs. For example, a puppy or a kitten require more calories than a senior pet. Let's take a look at some of the general daily caloric needs for dogs and cats and basic principles for caloric restriction to help your pet maintain a healthy weight. So the chart that I am referring to is based on petobesityprevention.org, and I am also going to be um, linking this in the show notes so that you can refer to it as well. But just to give you a little bit of a guideline, and again, the the chart is going to have much more detail, but this is just a general. Um, Cats, 10 pounds, should have around 180 to 200 calories a day. Dogs, 10 pounds, 200 to 275. 20 pounds, 325 to 400. 50 pounds, 700 to 900. 70 pounds, 900 to 1,050. And 90 pounds, 1,100 to 1,350. Just note, though, that the calorie counts provided are just guidelines, and they're for average, lightly active adult spayed and neutered dogs or cats, one to seven years old, receiving less than 30 minutes of activity per day. The caloric needs of your pet may differ depending on factors such as lifestyle, genetics, activity level, and medical conditions. Your pet will likely be fed fewer calories if you are attempting to reduce weight and improve fitness. Note that most indoor cats receive very little sustained activity, and many dogs do not receive adequate daily physical activity. A structured daily exercise and nutritional program for your pet is another very important component of weight loss. So general guidelines for weight loss. Based on your pet's degree of excess weight, you may choose a target weight higher than the ideal weight to start. General guidelines for safe weight loss in dogs are around 3 to 5% of body weight loss per month. 
So an example might be for a 50-pound dog, you wouldn't want them to lose more than about one and a half to two pounds per month. For cats, no more than about a half a pound per month, which is going to be one to three percent of body weight. Let's talk a little bit about body condition score or BCS. Body condition scoring is an easy to use tool to determine your pet's body condition. The scale ranges from one, which would be considered emaciated, to nine, which is obese, with an ideal body score of five. To check if your pet is obese or overweight, you should be able to easily feel your pet's ribs without pressing on the pet, and your pet's stomach should be tucked in. In the show notes, I have included a link to body composition score chart for both dogs and cats. This is going to help whenever you're comparing your pet to the photos of the pets in the chart. And that way you can determine where your pet sits in comparison. So sometimes we get a little frustrated because we're doing what we think is everything that we can to help our pets lose weight and they're still not moving down on the scale. So you might have to take some additional steps. First, I would revisit the feeding guide. Make sure that you're feeding the appropriate amount to accomplish the desired weight. Remember to feed the weight that you want, not where where they currently are. And keep in mind that you may need to set their goals a little higher in the beginning so they're not losing weight too fast. Be sure to keep your expectations realistic. Most likely, your pet did not become overweight overnight, and they will not achieve their ideal weight in a snap. Consistency and commitment from the entire family is key. Watch those little table scraps, things that are fed to the dog. They do add up. It might be time to visit with your veterinarian. If it is determined that your pet is overweight, obese, or underweight, you may need to have some diagnostic tests performed to rule out any underlying health issues. So if you are in need of assistance with helping your pet achieve their ideal weight, you can reach out to me for a consultation and we can take a closer look at it. Also, when you mention this episode, you can save $25 on your one-on-one consultation with me. And how you can do that is go to BarkAvenueMarket.com, click on the Contact Us tab, and request a consultation. And if you have some success stories on how you've been able to help your pet lose weight or keep an ideal weight, share them with us. We would love to hear it. Until next time, cheers to you and your healthy weight pets. Thank you so much for listening in today. If you love this episode, share it with someone who may also want to help their pet. You can share it now or post it on social media. Tag me in it so that I can reach back out to you. I'm so proud of you for taking steps to help your amazing furry family member. Talk to you soon.